Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. be discussing season three episode 18 titled allegiance uh yet another very 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 good episode that suffice it to say has a lot going on so we'll start with our typical number of the week uh this time around we are looking at an engineer working for an energy company that is uh, rebuilding third world countries, that is rebuilding uh, certain structures in third world countries, shipping out generators to certain places, such as like Iraq and stuff like that. And right off the bat, some red flags get raised about this woman. She gets a call from someone saying, we gotta meet. Uh, She steals a GPS tracker. Uh, She meets someone in, like, a coffee shop. And the dude's like, this'll send a message. And, like, hands her a suspicious-looking package. So, this starts to kind of get eerily to the point of this might be a possible terrorist situation. It does not help her case when it looks to be like she is stalking this one French diplomat. She is taking photos of this one diplomat, uh, putting a tracker, putting the tracker she stole on his car and all that. Just tracking all of his movements. This does not make it look less like she is the perpetrator in this scenario. Suffice it to say. By the way, the uh, French diplomat in this episode, played by Michael Gill, who uh, played Gideon Goddard in Mr. Robot, my favorite show of all time, so... Nice to see, nice to see a little Mr. Robot connection. I, I do know that this aired before Mr. Robot was a thing, but you get the point. Like, a little, little connection to that wonderful, wonderful series that I adore so much. But anyway, this woman follows Gideon from Mr. Robot uh, to this little gala. And then she walks up to him, takes out the package, and... It's a stack of papers. Turns out this woman's not a terrorist, but... Uh, someone close to her, uh, a former translator, and for a former interpreter, when she worked in Iraq, has 
tried to seek asylum in the U.S. and has been arrested under suspicion of having ties to terrorist organizations. This French diplomat is leading the charge to have him imprisoned. This woman's like, no, this guy is not a terrorist. Here's a, quite literally, a mountain of documents that support my position that he is not a terrorist. And he's like, oh, I'll I'll look at him. Why not? Like, just kind of being all, like, shrugging her off and all that. And so, like, she is fighting for this person to be released. She is fighting for this person to get out of there. To get out of prison. And to not be sent back to Iraq. Uh, And she actually meets this Greek diplomat... That is very friendly to her cause, and it's like, oh, uh, you can, uh, you can talk to me anytime. I'll see what strings I can pull. Blah 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 blah. So now, she's very clearly not the perpetrator, or at least not in the way that we thought she was. We're not entirely sure she's the victim at this point, but she's definitely not like a full-blown terrorist. It then becomes pretty clear pretty quick that she's a victim when. Some French legionnaires just show up at her apartment building and try to kill her. And we get this phenomenal sequence in the building, uh, starting in this elevator with Shaw and this one legionnaire going at it. Shaw being an absolute badass. Uh, she rescues this woman. Uh, Fusco and Reese jump in when the reinforcements come in. Reese has this incredible moment where he just pushes this one dude out the window, like jumps out the window with him and just like literally he does the thing where they both jump out the window but the legionnaire is under reese so he acts as a cushion for him so legionnaire gets injured reese does not at least not severely it's really badass it's really really cool and i love how sean fusco just look at him like why (laughs) The entire time, they're just staring at him like, what What was the point of that? Why didn't you do literally anything else? And Reese's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just did it. <laughs> this, is, this, is just the, this is just the path I took. I, I'm not going to defend my... Like, there's no... Like, I just... I, I'm not going to... Not going to examine that further than it needs to. <laughs> It's great. Uh, But they take her to this safe house where we basically get the story of everything that's happening. So this woman was in Iraq setting up these generators. And apparently uh, this man saved her. Uh, We find out a little bit later, not exactly in this moment, but a little bit later that the two fell in love. Uh, she's trying to get him into the country. Uh, he wants to seek asylum. Uh, apparently he's getting death threats in his home country. So if he goes back to Iraq, he's gonna get killed. By the way, uh, I did have to double check the release date of this episode. Uh, this was in 2014. So 
quite a bit before we had this, like, national immigration debate that we've been having the last several years. This episode kind of gets better in that context. I'm going to be totally honest. Like, this episode was really, really good back in the day, but it's even better in this in this age where we're having this national discussion of how we treat immigrants and the hell that is our immigration process. Like, it, it does... It works a lot better now. Like, it is aged phenomenally well in that sense. But when he tried to seek asylum, when he tried to immigrate to the U.S., uh, he got flagged as a terrorist. He got flagged as someone with terrorist ties, and they just locked him up and threw away the key, and she's been trying to get him out ever since. So we go into this entire investigation about what happened, why he's being targeted, why these claims are being brought up against him, and sort of sort of diving into all this, sort of investigating what the hell's going on. Uh, we find this letter from the Iraqi Ministry of Interior, that's like, hey, just so you know, we heard from reliable sources that this dude's a terrorist, so just an FYI. And this is what this French diplomat has in his possession. We eventually are able to get in to see him. Finch poses as his lawyer, and we're able to get him in to see him in prison. And we find out that after our number, our engineer lady, left, the generators that she brought were just randomly taken somewhere else. Were just randomly moved away. Uh, the plant shut down that those generators were at. A uh, whole city went dark. People died. Uh, there was absolute chaos. And he needed to tell this woman that all of that, the order to send those generators somewhere else, was signed by her boss. And then conveniently... Once uh, some noise started to be made, and once he started to get to America to tell her this, the boss was like, Huh. Hmm. I shouldn't. I shouldn't let this guy say anything to her. I shouldn't let this guy say anything. I shouldn't let this get out. Because otherwise, I'm in big trouble. So conveniently, once he started to become a problem, he then got labeled as a terrorist and threw, thrown in jail. And conveniently, this letter popped up saying, Hey, just so you know, this guy's a terrorist. Conveniently, this whole campaign against this dude started launching just when he started to become a problem. And conveniently, just when this... A woman started asking questions about it. Conveniently, some legionnaires started targeting her. 
just in case. Conveniently. So yeah, uh, this woman's boss basically said, oh crap, uh, her boyfriend's become a problem. I am going to make sure he is never able to say anything to her at any point. We also find out that that letter from the Iraqi Ministry of Interior was 1,000% a forgery. It is a fake letter. And so now we need to get the original to prove that it is indeed a forgery. We need to get the letter. We need to get the copy that the this French diplomat has. So... We're, like, trying to find this proof, trying to find this proof, trying to find this proof. Our our number escapes the safe house in order to go to the UN and get these documents against Shaw's wishes. Like, she literally, when Shaw's not looking, just runs out of the safe house, rigs the door so Shaw can't get out. And escapes their protection. So she's running over to the UN building to try and get uh, this document. Reese is able to save our not-terrorist from prison. He's able to get him out of there before they send him back. And now we get this assault on the UN. In order to save this woman and in order to get the proof that we need that all of this is one giant conspiracy. This woman uses her pull with this one Greek diplomat to get into our French diplomat's office to find the the letter, to find the forged letter. Reese and Shaw and Fusco and uh, not terrorist, all those people do this big elaborate plan to get into the UN to save her and to get and to also like help her get that forged letter. There's this big bombastic entrance with a fire truck that I love. <laughs> Stop playing with the horn, Fusco. <laughs> Fusco's a five year old. Fusco's basically a five year old. I love it. It's great. It's it's so good. <laughs> uh, but anyway. We get this big assault on the UN. Uh, there's this big fight downstairs between Reese and some Legionnaires. That's really, really well done. Uh, Finch is trying to get some information on the Davis end of things and the boss end of things. And can't find anything, can't find anything. Gets a call from Root and is like... Uh, Root basically tells him, uh, hey, try this. And Finch tries that. And turns out there is like an actual... Like, customs form... From the border crossing where the generators left Iraq. Signed by... Not Davis. Not her boss. And... Not the French diplomat who we thought was in on it. It was the Greek diplomat, turns out, that it was involved in this from the beginning. 
And he makes himself known, kills the French diplomat uh, when he catches uh, him and the woman in his office. And holds our number at gunpoint. Reese shows up. Takes him out. And everything's good. They manage to get the proof uh, of this conspiracy between the Forge letter and the customs form and all that. They're able to prove our guy's innocence. They're able to prove uh, this woman's boss's guilt. The Greek diplomat's guilt. Greek diplomat, his diplomatic immunity is revoked. So he's arrested. Everyone is... Everything's great. Everything's amazing. Except there's our one guy. The the boss is in the wind. We don't know where he is. He's just sort of out there. More on that in a minute. And then we get this nice little ending to the main storyline of this episode where, like, Shaw is sitting at a bar, uh, reminiscing about her parents, because her parents were also, her parents also came from, like, a Middle Eastern background. Uh, and so she related to the plight of our number this week in regards to that. And so we get this, like, nice little moment of her, like, remembering her parents, like, sitting in the place where uh, they had their first date and all that. It's a really, really great character moment for Shaw. Now, while all this stuff is happening, we got Root doing her thing. So, the chip's a lost cause. The chip is, like, fully decimal controlled now. They have the resources to operate Samaritan. Decima has the resources to operate Samaritan. So, our last best hope of taking out Samaritan is to get Greer. Who just so happens to be back in New York. So Root attempts to catch him. Root attempts to find Greer and stop him. Her first attempt does not go well. She first starts with the machine using security cameras. Cameras go dark. Then via audio. Audio gets interfered with. Then via GPS. Greer plants his phone on someone else. And so Root loses him. Root then borrows Bear. And follows Greer again. Now, remember when I said we'd go back to this whole Davis thing later? Well, guess who's date? Guess who Greer's meeting when Root follows him? Freaking Davis! Turns out those generators were taken from Iraq and given to Decima in order to power Samaritan. All of this, literally all of this, this whole number that we've been dealing with this entire episode has all been collateral damage from the development of Samaritan. Damn. 
And then we have Root's next attempt. Security cameras go dark. Audio gets interfered with. Greer plants his phone on someone else. And then Root uses Bear to sniff out where Greer is. And so Root and Greer have this phenomenal face-off that's so well done. Amy Acker and John Nolan do an incredible job here. It is so well written, so tense, so powerful. There's a great moment where Greer's like, everyone thinks you're insane. I don't. You're like me. We both know what's coming. And eventually, like, of course, Greer outmaneuvers Root. Uh, Root has a gun to Greer. And Greer's people have two guns to Root. So, it ends up being Greer gets away. But we had this great standoff moment. This electrifying meeting of the minds. This electrifying standoff between Root and Greer. It's so good. So utterly good. I told you, like, everything else in this season, like, pretty much everything is Samaritan. Like, we are in a race to the finish, and we only got five episodes left in this season. We're getting very close to the end on this one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Get ready for some shit. Get ready for some shit in these last five episodes. It is pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's the simplest just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if it feels inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Totally forgot to mention Television Archive Supplemental again because I'm an idiot. Uh, If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up there once every month. That's, again, at patreon.com slash thomasclark. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I am the worst. I'm bad at my job. Uh, (laughs) Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 19. Talk to you then.